0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bible's Babies in Business podcast. We have an epic, epic interview for you today. My friend Zach Baker has joined me on the show, and Zach is an Instagram growth expert. He's also the owner of his company, an agency called Social Growth Co., where his mission is to help you as an online entrepreneur, Fast track your business growth by fast tracking your Instagram growth. Okay. And his goal is to not just get you any types of followers, because we know that having just followers in and of itself is not enough to actually help our business grow. We need the right types of followers. His goal is to teach you how to fast track getting the right types of followers on Instagram. A little bit about Zach's background, and he'll tell you more about it in the show. He grew one of his first businesses to his Instagram account over 200,000 followers one day it all got wiped out but he understood the skill and the, the whole skill set of what it took to grow an audience targeted audience on Instagram and so he did it again now he has I'm looking at his Instagram account right now he has 79.5 thousand Instagram followers. And again, his mission is to help you fast track your Instagram growth so you can fast track your entrepreneurship growth. I'm super excited for you guys to have to, to get to hear him on the show. So much value in this episode. If you don't have a notebook and pen, you're, you're doing it wrong. Okay. I get it. If you're driving, obviously don't take notes while you're driving. Come back and re-listen to this episode. But friend, there is so much tactical advice on how to grow your Instagram account in this episode that you cannot afford to not take notes. Okay. If you're serious about business growth, if you're serious about Instagram growth, and you're going to be serious about taking notes in this episode. I'm that serious. I know how many times can I say serious in a, in a sentence? I'm that serious about it. Okay. So tune in, grab your notebook, grab your pen and let's go. Zach, welcome to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. So stoked to have you here. I have to tell you, aside from my husband, you are the first gentleman to join the show, and I'm stoked about it. I'm stoked about it. So, you know, I'm going to introduce you a little bit. Um, You know, you're an Instagram growth expert. I met you in a networking group through our mutual friend, Lissa Scott at Maximum Potency. She's a rock star. You're a rock star. And I had to have you on the show because... What I've learned from you in the network, that network space, that networking space. And then also just having, you know, you and I have worked together as well over the last several months has totally changed the game in my online coaching business. And the audience just needs to hear it. So without further ado, can you just like give yourself an introduction as to who are you? How do you support and help people? And how did you get here?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, really appreciate you allowing, allowing me the chance to be here. Um, honored to be the second guy on your show here and uh, super excited to dive in. So um, I didn't really expect ever expect myself to be doing this, um, as most of us can say, right? Uh, <laughs> but the way that I got into Instagram marketing and Instagram growth is my best friend and I in high school, we started a little college sports page. And we didn't have a whole lot of capital, a whole lot of budget, as many entrepreneurs don't do in the beginning to really grow our audience, to grow our business, but we know we wanted to make it succeed and we're willing to do anything to get there. Right. And, you know, a lot of trial and error. Trust me, we've tried everything under the moon on Instagram. Uh, Fast forward four years later, we get to 250,000 organic Instagram followers. It's like 96% U.S. and Canada based. So a very, very organic audience and um, everything's going great. We're partnering with Fortune 500 companies. We're running advertising campaigns, doing UGC before UGC was even a thing. And, um, you know, I'm high on life. I think that I'm the absolute crap because I'm in college and I have this business that I built on Instagram and I think I just know everything, right? (laughs) And um, everything was going great. And we wake up one day. And we're in college at this point, and we're basically paying for rent, for groceries, for school with our Instagram account. And we wake up one day and we can't log into our account. You know, back then, not that it was too long ago, Instagram didn't have a whole lot of resources to get in touch with them, right? There's no number you can call and just be like, hey, Instagram, like, give me my account back, right? So we tried everything, we tried to get our account back. Uh, Long story short, we were not able to, right? And um, it was unfortunate, but in hindsight, it was a blessing in disguise. And I'll kind of get there here in a second. Um, But, you know, at that point in time, I'm graduating college. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life, right? We all have that pressure from friends, family members, you know, everyone in our life of, you know, hey, what are you going to do when you graduate college, right? And they expect us to know right off the bat what we're going to do for the rest of our life. And I had a finance degree, I've always been interested in stocks and investments and personal finance. So I was like, you know what, maybe I'll be a financial advisor. And I take an internship. And I'll never forget the first day they give me a list of 100 phone numbers to call. And I'm over here cold calling these phone numbers. And as you can probably guess, no one wanted to talk to me, right? They're hanging up on me, F you, F this, doesn't go well. But I remember that same day, I had friends, family members, people I met in college, who are reaching out to me, saying, Hey, Zach, how did you grow your Instagram so quickly? How did you get to 250,000 followers? How did you create a business out of your social media account?" And that's what I call the turning point, the light bulb moment where I realized, I might have lost my baby over here with 250,000 followers but I still have that skill, right? I still have that skill that I can apply to other entrepreneurs, other business owners who are looking to grow an audience and make an impact on social media. And, um, you know, in hindsight, I thought I was doomed back then, but now I realize that even the top entrepreneurs, um, if they start back from ground zero, they build something great. And then they start back at ground zero. What you'll find is they'll do it again. Right? There's a show, it's called Undercover Billionaire, and um, you might have heard of it, And you know, just one name that you probably know off the top of your head, Grant Cardone, right? He gets dropped off in some random city, he can't use his name, um, face, anything, he's in disguise, and he has to create a million dollar business with just a few hundred dollars. And he does it, he created like a nine million dollar business in I think 60 days, right? So what I realized is, once you put in the hard work, once you learn the skill, you're almost bulletproof right? So at that point in time, I'm having friends, you know, colleagues, people I met throughout my life asking me for advice on social media. And that's when I realized that I could really help a lot of people. And that's when I started my social media marketing and social media growth agency. Um, We help entrepreneurs, businesses, people who are really just trying to make a name for themselves and get more exposure on social media, grow their accounts organically, right? Because it's so hard nowadays as a creator to grow, especially especially on Instagram, right? Instagram is so saturated with so many creators now. We're basically in an arena fighting for attention every single day we wake up, right? So our mission and vision is to figure out the strategies, figure out the system in ways that we can get the most amount of exposure for the smaller entrepreneurs who are trying to make a name for themselves and uh, are on the come up.
0: That is such a wild story, and it's the second time I've heard it. And even the second time around, it's so good. It feels like like you're listening to one of those audio books of somebody who's like now built like a billion dollar company, and they're talking about the struggles like in the first five years. Uh, my husband's listening to like Elon Musk's Elon Musk's book right now, and it's. And you're right. It's like no matter once you learn the skill, no matter what happened, whether the they shut down your Instagram account or the company goes out, you have that skill of how to make money. I call it from scratch, like how to make money from scratch, that if craziness hits the fan as it has in our country before and likely will again, how do we how do we make money? And so I think that that's a skill that is so dang important to have. And so cool that you're sharing that skill with other people and just thinking about like, the modern day that like, we can do this from our phones, a little pink app, that is free to us. I mean, we can put money into the app, but it's free. And I think that sometimes people forget the luxury of that. Like, like Instagram is literally saying, "Hey, use our platform for free. We're not going to charge you unless you want us to for a little blue check mark or ads. And you can just market yourself and make all the money. And, and we don't have to take any comm- like that. Like fifty years ago, if you wanted to start a business, the hoops you would have had to jump through are so much more. And I just want people to realize that like the opportunity that we have in front of us right now, that sure, it comes with its own challenges for sure, but like what a time to be alive, right? Super crazy.
1: hundred percent. Right. Yeah. You, you, nailed the, you nailed it on the head. Um, and what you'll start to realize is all these entrepreneurs are investing so much time and energy into social media, right? And they're making millions and millions of dollars. So it, it begs the question on why are they doing this? Why are they putting so much time and effort into social media And the reason is, is because like you said, if you started a business 20 years ago, if you wanted to market and advertise your business, you're paying the radio, you're paying the TV, you're paying for a billboard, you're paying for flyers um, to to get this exposure, right? Social media is a new way where you can make a post and let's say you get 5,000 views, right? A lot of people are upset if they get 1,000 or 5,000 views. But if you had to go pay for 5,000 views on a radio show or um, with flyers, It's like, you don't have to do that anymore. You can do it, wake up every single day. And as long as you put in the work and create the content, you can get free exposure for your business. So yeah, I love what you said there.
0: Yeah. It's such a great opportunity. And, you know, for sure it comes with its own challenges, but like there are challenges that it's like, if this is really my challenge when it comes to business and like, I have it pretty good. So I love that. So, you know, I'm going to ask you a question that probably everybody asks you right off the bat a lot of these questions are probably a little you probably the thousandth time you've answered them but right now as you know you're studying the algorithm and you're studying the platform what type of content right now is performing the best on the platform
1: yeah great question and you're completely right this is what everyone always asks me right and i wish there was just a magical answer it was like do this one thing and it will it will work so well um but the reality of the situation is i want to make sure i'm giving you the best advice And the best advice I can possibly give you is there's millions and millions of data points right there on social media that you can learn from, right? So it's going to be different from industry to industry. My best piece of advice that I can give you in creating content is go to people who are 5, 10, 15 steps ahead of you. And this is specifically for Instagram. Scroll to the Reels tab. Figure out, okay, what's their average views, right? Their average views, maybe it's 5,000. We want to scroll and we want to find that post that got a million. We want to scroll and find that post that got 500,000, right? And then we want to study these posts as much as possible. And we want to ask ourselves some questions like, why did this one do better than their other posts, right? Was there a hook, right? Um, And for those of you who are just getting started on social media, um, a hook is basically... To keep it very simple, something that's going to hook the viewer's attention and get them to consume more of your content, right? So there's a couple different types of hooks and I don't want to get too far into the weeds here, but there's a visual hook. So there's a couple different types of visual hooks. There's an emotional visual hook where you might notice that sometimes you're scrolling on social media, someone's crying, right? They're crying and subconsciously we're like, oh my God, why are they crying? And we watch the rest of their video, right? There's also a curiosity hook. There's videos of people going up to random strangers in public and asking them questions, right? We're curious as human beings, how is this person going to react to the stranger walking up to them and asking them random questions? Um, there's also a satisfying hook. You know, that's when you see the like soap or like the putty, those random videos that just go viral. And people are like, what the heck? I'm spending thousands of dollars on, on videography and this freaking soap or, you know, bubble video blows up. And, that, and that's why... And then there's also like a unique visual hook, right? So are you wearing a, a cool shirt? Are you um is something in the video very unique that no one's seen before, right? They're going to stop scrolling and they're going to consume your content. Um, There's also audio hooks, right? So if it's a catchy tune, maybe it get, brings a little bit of nostalgia. Uh a, a, a song that's from the 90s that people resonate with, maybe they're going to stop the scroll. Um, There's also text hooks, right? And this is the main one that people think of when they think of a hook, which is what is the text on the screen? What is the text on the screen? What is it saying? What can you say to get your ideal viewer your ideal follower to stop scrolling and consume the rest of your content? Right? So ask yourself these questions. Did they use a hook in this video? Why did people consume this content? Why did this post go viral? And then I'm not a big believer in copycatting, but you can be inspired, right? You can be inspired. I mean, Businesses do it all the time and you don't have to feel guilty going to your competitors, going to people who are in the same industry that are 10, 15 steps ahead of you and consuming their content, figuring out what works and then rebranding it, redoing it yourself in your own unique way, right? And a lot of people think they need to reinvent the wheel and they need to find a new content strategy that's working, but the best piece of advice is there's so many videos out there in your industry that are working so well and it's amazing market research. Like businesses back in the day, they'd have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for these data points on what's working in their industry. Now you can just go to these creators and see exactly what's working in real time and replicate it and put a twist on it um, based on your personality.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. I was reading the book Com Secrets by Russell Brunson, who started ClickFunnels. And he's like, you know, you really just need to, he was quoting somebody else. Um, one of the biggest coaches in the industry He's like, if you want to be successful, study what other successful people are doing and make it your own. Like you don't, you there's no confetti that's going to go off for you struggling more from starting from scratch. And so, yeah, that's a great piece of advice. And another piece of advice that I want to hit on that you just said is even acknowledging that you have competition. Like sometimes I see people, women specifically in the audience space, ladies, I love you. And you're like, I'm not here to compete. Okay, cool. But like you have to acknowledge that you're not the only person that does what you do. And so if you're honest and serious as a business owner, then you'll acknowledge that there are other people out there that are, that your ideal client has a chance to hire instead of you. And if we are being smart about our business and stewarding it, well, we would go to those pages, not copy them, but study what are they doing? Right? How can I replicate that in my own way in my business? And where are they leaving? Like what I will call holes in the bucket. Where are they dropping the ball? And how can I, you know, do that better? I call that, you know, just honestly good stewardship. And and instead of keeping your blinders on and pretending, putting your head in the sand, like, oh my gosh, I'm the only person that's doing this thing. And like, how about sharpen yourself? Go study people, make it your own and sharpen your skills. It's totally cool. My next question is, are hashtags dead? What's the, what's the deal here?
1: Yeah, great question. Uh, So I don't really know how this unfolded or how this happened, but I actually got a chance to speak on the phone with someone who works at Instagram. And his job is to educate people like me, the Instagram growth coaches, on what is working, right? And the reason why they do this is because they want people to succeed on Instagram. A lot of people think Instagram's out to get them, but really they want you to succeed because if you create content that's going to keep people engaged, it's going to keep people on the app longer, and we're going to see more ads and they're going to make more money, right? So uh, I actually got reached out to by... Someone who works at Instagram, I hopped on the phone with them, and I asked that exact question. I was like, you know what? Everyone asks me about hashtags. I know, you know, I think one of the biggest things is people put too much emphasis on hashtags. They think their content's not doing well because they didn't use the right hashtags. In reality, it's maybe 3% of what makes up a, a good, valuable post, right? But we'll take 3% where we can get it, right? So what he told me is use between 3 and 8 very hyper specific hashtags that relate to the content that post, right? So if you're in real estate, and you're posting um, videos about real estate, you don't want to use the hashtag real estate, that's too broad. There's millions and millions of people using that hashtag per day, it's not going to do justice. But if you use the hashtag house hacking, or something very specific to that type of content that you're posting, um, Instagram says that it does help push it out a little bit more. And my theory for this is, it's not like, they're going to be like, oh, they used a the hashtag. We're going to show it to more people. It's more about educating Instagram about what that post is about so they know who to show it to, right? And if they show it to the right people, they're more likely to engage, which the more engagement you have on a post, the more people they're going to push it out to to see that post.
0: Okay, that makes total sense. And thanks for clarifying that because, you know, it's. I remember back in the day in like 2019 where it was like it was – all a person could do to get their right combination of 30 hashtags. And, uh, you know, if they did, then things got really, really hype really fast. So kind of piggybacking off the hashtag thing. I know that Instagram is utilizing SEO more. Can you kind of shed some light on, I mean, I feel like they have been, but like, are they putting more emphasis on it now?
1: Um, I think it's more they've they've let people in on it, right? They, they are letting people know, hey, the words you put in your video, the words you put in your caption, the words you put on your profile are actually being taken into account when we're pushing your content to people, right? So it's more about what is your content about? Who are you creating content for? Because if they don't know who you're creating content for, they're just going to show it to to random people, right? Or people like your followers. And um, this is of a very big point for people who are just starting out and they might have 200 followers, but a hundred of them are friends and family. Well, the problem is Instagram doesn't have much context on the types of posts you're creating. So you might have a jewelry brand, but your five uncles follow you and they're liking every single post and they're commenting on every post, which you think would be helpful. But Instagram's like, okay, these guys really like their content. We're going to show it to more people like uncle Fred. Well, Uncle Fred, people like Uncle Fred probably aren't the people that are going to like the jewelry business, right? So we want to educate Instagram. We want to give them all the resources, all the data that we can with SEO um, based that, that tells them what our content is about. And the biggest SEO hack, if you will, on Instagram is you have your username and then you have your name, right? If Your username and your name. These two things are directly searchable in the search bar on Instagram. So a mistake that I see a lot of people make is, you know, their username might pertain to what they do. So Cami Real Estate, but their name just says Cami Wilkie, right? It doesn't give them any context. Well, I hate to break it to everyone, but no one's really searching your name, right? There might be some people, but they're, when they're looking for a realtor, they're not searching Kami Wilkie. They're looking for Austin realtor or wherever you're located. So in that name bar, yes, you want to put your name, but you also want to put what it is you do. Because if someone looks up Instagram expert right now, I have more of a chance to pop up on the search bar because I have that in my name, as opposed to if I just had Zach Baker. Now, a lot of people ask me the question, um, what if I have Verified?" right? Verified, like you have to have the name on your license. Um, I thought that was true too, but I submitted... A under underwriting thing to Meta Verified with Zach Baker, Instagram growth expert, and they approved it. So you can definitely get away with it with Meta Verified. And then um, in regards to to post, yeah, it really just I, I always recommend people if you're putting text on the screen. I know we want to make beautiful stuff in Canva. I know we want to make beautiful stuff in apps like Mojo and all these apps that are out there that create amazing content in in seconds. But if you're putting text on the screen try to use the native text in Instagram because Instagram sees what you're typing and they know who to show that content to. And that's another thing that the Instagram um, expert told me is Instagram actually prioritizes people who create content in the app as opposed to content created out of the app.
0: That's super good to know. So like all the carousels, not that we can't do it, but like, you know, as much as you can create within the app, try to do so. And it makes sense. You know, it's it's, you know, if if you eat it at a restaurant, they want you to eat their food. Like it, it makes sense. They want you to use their own effects and the things that they've worked hard to create for people. Yeah. Yeah. And this
1: is especially true if there's a watermark on your your reel. Right. Mm. So a lot of people they focus on TikTok and then they rebrand and and download their content and repurpose it to Instagram. Instagram has blatantly said to me and to the public that they will mute they will nerf your post if it has a watermark on it. So if it has that little TikTok thing that is bouncing around from from side to side, they will not show it to as many people. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a resource called SnapTik. I've heard the when you download it the quality is not as good, but it's still better than posting uh repurposing a TikTok video to your Instagram yeah. with that watermark on it.
0: That's super good to know. Oh, this is I hope you guys are taking notes because, or go back and re-listen to this again and again, um, because a lot of the things that that Zach's sharing here are timeless. Like they're not things that are only applicable in September of 2023. A lot of these things are going to be true for for years to come. Um, so with that being said, you mentioned one mistake already that you see people do, and it's it's you know having their their name, thinking that we're somebody like Kim Kardashian where people are typing our name all the time, you know acknowledging that if we are a micro celebrity, it is in a very small niche. people are usually not typing our name. It, what is probably the most cringy mistake? I think of the cringiest thing that you can you can think of when some that somebody does when they're trying to grow their online business, um, specifically the people listening to this podcast are online coaches but like what's the most cringiest thing that you're like, please no. Please don't do that.
1: Yeah. It's tough. I mean there's a, <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> there's so many many it's hard to narrow it down to one, but you know, I would say a lot of people get impatient and they'll they'll go and buy followers, right? Mm. And a lot of the times it's not their fault, right? There's so many people just DMing you all the time. I'm sure you get in your request folder, "Hey, we'll get you followers, we'll get you followers." They're going to be real, they're going to be organic. Um newsflash, they're they're not right? 99% of the market is going to tell you anything you want to hear to get you to buy their 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 followers. And they're just going to get you bought accounts, right? So I see a lot of online coaches make the mistake of, of buying 10,000 or 100,000 fake followers, and then their engagement sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Their engagement sucks, they have no likes, they have no comments, and it just totally screws your, your authority. And when people land on your page, they they don't trust you, right? They don't trust you. Um, they see you're taking shortcuts and they think that you're going to take a shortcut on them working with them as a client. So, um, don't <laughs> buy followers. I promise you, you can do it organically. Yeah. There are some tools. Um, if you're interested, my, my handle is at CEO Zach on how to speed up the growth. That's, um, CEO ZAC. But um, when it comes to to shortcuts, if someone's promising you thousands of followers, even if they say it's organic, even if they say it's real, um, it's just, it's, <laughs> I'm studying this 24-7 and I've never found someone that can yes. actually do that. Um, so, so stay away from that. The other cringy thing is I think so many people put too much emphasis on the wrong things. Right? So this kind of goes back to our last point of, they think it's the hashtag. They think it's the time of day they posted, right? Some of my most viral videos ever didn't have any hashtags and I posted one of them at at midnight, right? Which is a horrible time to post for, so they say, right? So I think too many people put, they, they want to blame something. They want to blame something that's, that's not them, right? And the reality is the content might just not be there yet and that's okay. And that's okay, and the more content you post, the better you'll get and and you'll you'll improve and you'll get better, and you'll pick up on things with time and it's like no one was good at what they do when they started, and that's totally okay. You shouldn't expect to be getting millions and millions of views when you've only posted twenty five times or even fifty times. you know it took me two hundred posts to get my first viral video, and I'm an Instagram growth guy, so um yeah, just just know that. Focus on your market, focus on the content that's doing well, put 80% of your time in creating good content and the rest of the little things, the hashtags, the posting time of day, the cover photos, that's just a cherry on the top. It really, the emphasis needs to be on good content. And um, just a quick segue here on content. When you're creating content, we want to do one of these three things. So we want to inspire, we want to educate, or we want to entertain. People are on social media for one of those three things. If you can pair these up and do two of them at once or three of them at once, the results might even be better. But some people, I mean, I'm seeing people out there that um, they're like, Zach said use this trending audio and it's literally just them in their bed like just sitting there. I'm like, what are you doing? You're not inspiring. You're not educating. You're not entertaining. You need to do one of those three things. If you want to create valuable content. Um, If you think of, you know, some examples of entertaining, that's going to be your influencers, right? They're doing their dances. If you're thinking of education, that's the Gary Vee, the Tony Robbins, the Grant Cardone. If you're thinking of inspiration, right? There's the David Goggins, the Andy Frisella, the podcast, you know, people like Cami. So, try to figure out which one of those works the best for you double down on that and try to cross collaborate them whenever you can if you can entertain educate and inspire in the same post you're ticking three boxes and you're setting yourself up for for success
0: man this is gold this is so gold and again to like just piggyback off of what you said a little bit ago you know if you're like "Oh man wait i need some examples then go study your competition don't copy them but study what they're doing well and then make it your own and make it original. Super good. So is there any um, Instagram growth myths that you would want to just debunk?
1: Your account is not shadow banned.
0: It's not. <laughs> okay, yes.
1: It's not shadow banned. I mean, most of the clients I get, they hop on a phone with me and they think they're shadow banned. And they're like, yeah, it's just Instagram's not showing my stuff. Again, they want to blame it on something. They want to blame it on something. Um, I had my roommate's an online fitness coach. They're like, I don't think my, you know, my hormones are in line, which could be true 100 percent but 90% of the time, they're not losing weight because they're not putting in the work. They're not going to the gym. They're not eating healthy. It's the exact same for Instagram, right? You're not shadow banned. It's extremely hard to get shadow banned. They're very forgiving and very graceful on Instagram. If you have not had five or 10 posts actually physically removed by Instagram from your profile, you are not shadow banned. I promise you they're not out to get you. Um, Now there are some caveats with this. If you're in like the hemp space or um, even I work with some comedians that, you know, (laughs) kind of step over the line with some of their jokes, you might be shadow banned, but 99.9% of the time it's, you haven't gotten in enough reps You haven't studied your market enough to create the content that's going to hit on Instagram. And again, comma, that's okay. You will learn, you will get there. Just keep going. You know, the biggest thing is when our back is against the wall, when we feel like we're in the mud, when we feel like we just aren't getting any traction, that's right when we're about to cross over that line and get that viral video. It happened to me. It happened to me. I told myself I was going to create one post every single day. And I posted for like 20 days straight. They all flopped. And I had a super busy day. I was doing 75 hard, which, if you don't know, is a program where you have to do all these tasks every single day. And I had uh at one point I had 17 sales calls in one day. And I was like, I told myself I would create a piece of content. So I'm in my hammock, I film a video. I'm like, you know what? I remember studying some content and I remember this doing well. And I created this post that literally took me 10 seconds and it got 7.5 million views. And I almost didn't post it. I almost deleted it after the first two days, Um, but I did it and I pushed through that mud even though I didn't want to create content. And because of that, my back was against the wall. I was losing hope, but I pushed through and I did it. And that one got me like 17,000 followers. So keep pushing, keep pushing, right when it feels like you're not doing anything right. Trust me, you are learning. You might not, it might not feel like you're learning or getting any better, but you are, your time just hasn't come yet.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's ironic because it's called Insta and we live in a culture where we want things instantly. But the reality is that, you know, you're going to hear the stories of the people that like went viral overnight. They posted like, you know, one time in a blue moon and, and it happened. But for 99% of people, like, like, you know, like you just said, you you posted 20 days in a row. And you were doing 75 hard, which is from Andy Priscilla, so you guys, you should definitely check into it. It's incredible. Um, but I mean, you had to put in your reps before you got the bio. And even then people are like, you're an overnight success. And it's like, well, no, I've actually done this before with another company and I actually have the skill. Um, but yeah, do, I would say encourage, really encourage people, like, like, don't get it twisted. It is called Instagram, but that doesn't mean that you're going to have instant growth or instant Uh, monetization of your platform. So man, this is so good. So we're going to wrap up with this uh, last question. It's kind of a loaded question. And also Zach has a system that I've been using since April and has been absolutely phenomenal. It has easily paid for itself probably 30, 40, maybe 50 times over. And I want him to tell you about it, but it'll probably interwork its way into this next question. So Zach, we know that more followers doesn't always mean more money unless of course those followers are actually targeted, right? Like that's the golden thing is I don't want 30,000 followers if like only 15 of them are actually my ideal client. But if all 30,000 of them are, you know, ideal clients, you know, then, then yeah, more followers probably would mean more money in that case. So with that being said, if you had to start all over today, got a brand new account, which Let's pray that doesn't happen. Okay. Um, It's happened once. It's not going to happen again. But if you had to start over and you could boil it down to three things, top three things that you would do to not only just gain followers, but gain the right types of followers, what would those top three things be?
1: Yeah. So um, if I had to start over right now, which I've done, Mm -hmm. I've done a couple of times. And if it did happen, I would say, let's freaking go, right? Like I would be fired up Um, because I have the skill now, right? Tying everything full circle. I have the skill now. I've put in the work. I know how to create engaging content. Really to, and this will be a good way to summarize everything up, um, study my niche, right? Obviously, I've done the work, so I know what works now. But for someone who maybe they had a thousand followers or starting over, study your niche like crazy. Like crazy, guys. There's... Literally, Instagram is telling you what is working. It's real-time data. You're getting real-time data. You're posting. You know if it does well or not within the first 48 hours. Study your competitors, what's working well for them. Try to put your own twist, your own style to it. Um, Create that type of content. Number two is just be consistent. Be consistent. Continue to post. Um, Reshift your thinking to the objective is to post. The objective is not to get views, likes, or followers. If you shift your objective to posting, then that's an easy win. You post, you succeeded. But if you're always in that mindset of, I'm chasing likes, I'm chasing views, I'm chasing followers, then you're gonna get so unmotivated when that doesn't happen, and you'll quit. You'll quit early. So stay consistent, make the objective to post, not the result of the post, right? Um, it kind of ties back to like cold calling, like if you call 10 times and you don't get a sale and you're attaching your mindset to the money, then you're going to give up. But if you're attaching your mindset to the call, if you do the call, that's a win. Even if they say no, you know, that's when you really break through and see success. And then number three is just making sure that the content that I'm creating, um, is either inspiring, educating, or entertaining my ideal client, my ideal audience. Um, Number four, just quick caveat is if I were to start over, obviously, I have systems at my marketing agency that can go and basically interact with your ideal client, right? Going back to your point of followers don't matter. I'll be the first person to tell you that followers do not matter. Um, The number doesn't matter. It's the quality of followers that truly, truly makes a difference. So, um, what we have built is we built a system that can essentially go out and interact with your target market, with your target audience, and basically just put your account on a spotlight, right? Because what happens is we have to look at Instagram's whole motive, which is to keep us on the app as long as humanly possible. Because the longer we're on the app, the more ads we see, the more ads we see, the more money they make, right? They have a legal financial obligation to make as much money as they can for their shareholders, for their investors, right? So what they do is they prioritize the content of the creators with hundreds of thousands or millions of followers because they've earned their stripes, right? They've proven that they create engaging content that is going to keep people on the app, right? And don't let that demotivate you because I've also seen people who have very, very small accounts get a crazy amount of exposure. They will give you your shot. Um, but, um, yeah, we built a system that will essentially just speed things up. We're not going to get you 2000 followers overnight, but every single follower we do get you is going to be organic is making a a conscious decision to follow you based on your content and based on, um, your profile and your bio. So, um, those are the four things I would do. I'd work with someone who's been doing this for a while and who studies this. Um, people who are nerds like, like Cammie and I, when it comes to, to Instagram and um, just pick their brain, right? Because you're going to pay for success either way. You're either going to pay for success with time, with trial and error, or you're going to pay money. And neither way is wrong. If you're okay with digging, you know, putting your, your feet in the dirt and taking the next five, 10 years and just posting content, you will figure it out and you will be successful. But if you want to tap into the new tools the new resources, learn from the people who are doing this every single day, then you can pay with money instead of time. It's, it's really a decision that entrepreneurs just have to make at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. My personal preference is paying with money. And, you know, at the very beginning of this conversation, we were talking about, you were mentioning how, like, usually in this beginning, phase of entrepreneurship we don't have the capital. And so it's not like most of the time when people are paying with money, a lot of times it's not that they have just stacks of cash sitting around, but they realize that their number one resource that that they can never get back is time. Once you learn and develop a skill of what I've been calling make money from scratch, once you know how to make money from scratch, you can always make more of it. Now that doesn't mean we go out and spend frivolously, but like If I can invest in systems that have proven to work, by the way, I'll share kind of my own little testimonial to Zach's systems here in a moment, but if I can pay for systems to, to, to help me along. It's like supplements, like the, the going to the gym and eating well is going to do 95% of the work. But if I can pay for a supplement to help me accelerate the work that I'm doing, why wouldn't I do that? Um, and so my own little testimonial here, Zach, I don't even know if I've ever shared this to you, but I used to have, I have a very small account. Zach has like, I don't know. Last time I checked you like what? 30,000. Is it bigger? It's probably bigger now.
1: I think I'm at 78,000
0: now. So doubled, so doubled. Um, So I have a very small account. I think the the most followers I've ever had is a little over 2,000. When I was fitness coaching at the time, I realized, and when I was shifting into business, I was like, man, you know, I have 2,000 followers, which, you know, felt like a lot to me, but they were, it was not the right audience. And so what I did, even though it hurt my pride, is I went through all my followers and I removed everybody that wasn't a family, a friend, or an ideal client. And because my ideal client had shifted and I went all the way back down to like 300 some followers, which, again, was a huge humbling, humbling thing for myself. But over time, I just could kept getting consistent, consistent, consistent. And Instagram started understanding who my ideal client was. And now I don't know the exact number, but I would roughly say that like, oh, the 10 new followers that I will get a day, i say at least six Six to six or more are within my ideal client niche. And a huge part of that is because of the systems that Zach has in place that I chose to invest in, which was easily a no-brainer. Like it has paid for itself like just over and over and over and over. So Zach, I wanna tell you, I I I'll tell them that, you know, when you join High Ticket Powerhouse, which is my six month coaching container teaching you the sales side of things, like how do you monetize a small account? And it's with high ticket sales, by the way. But inside of Powerhouse, we teach you the sales and how to monetize your smaller account. And also I pay for you to have access to Zach's system so that Along the way, as you're monetizing your smaller account, you can also be getting new leads every single day. So you can get access to Zach's system inside of Powerhouse, or you can go directly to Zach. And Zach, can you end us on the podcast by telling how can people get and connect with you? I'll have your handle down in the show notes, and I'll also have the link that you're about to tell them about in the show notes. But tell people how they can get access to you, your content, and your system.
1: Yeah, great point. Um, you know, we, we are kind of a dynamic duo here because I will get you the leads. I will get you the followers. I will get people who are interested in what it is you do in your specific niche, but at the end of the day, you have to sell them, right? Which is why Kami is is such a, a good asset. Um, a good segue for those entrepreneurs who are really looking to expedite their growth. Um, I get you the leads, they come into your inbox. They come and follow you. And then Cami teaches you everything on how to sell them, right? Because that's the next step in the customer journey, the next step in the sales process. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a d- dynamic duo there. Uh, if you haven't, check out more of Cammy's stuff. Um, but, yeah, in, in order to find me, you know, my my Instagram handle is at CEOZAC. Um, I try to post the latest trends, the latest hacks, everything I learn on Instagram there. I don't have a course um, that's active right now. I don't really do coaching. It's, I give away everything for free on my Instagram. So you can follow me there. And uh, if you heard about me from the podcast, feel free to slide in and, and just let me know that um, you heard of me here and, and I'd be happy to chop it up, maybe give you a little free profile audit or something.
0: Cool. Zach, thanks so much for being here today. And you guys, I cannot stress too enough, one of the best investments that you can make in a business is learning how to get leads and Zach's system thats exactly what it's designed to do. And it's not fluff. It's not, it's not buying followers. It's nothing crazy like that. It's, it's just genuine. It's the supplement to your workouts. Okay. That's what it is for your business. So Zach, again, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you. And I'll put your, your contact information down in the show notes. So go check them out.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun.
0: Hey coach, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you, I love you, and I'll see you in the next episode.